Welcome to More Than Movies. I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. Today we talk about books we love to watch and have a health quiz. Plus, series survival results continue and we discuss two trailers. It's time for a top three turf war. So we decided this week we we're going to talk about the best movies that are based on books, but we have criteria. We need to have both seen the movie and read the book. Totally limits me a little bit because once I see the movie, I usually never go back to the book. But if on the rare occasion I did read a book and then it became a film, uh, you know, I'm in luck. So it's going to be a very different list, I think, this week. Uh, you know, for me, I use the strategy of watching the movie, then reading the book. I find that's a waste of time. I don't. I find books have a lot more in them than movies do. Movies generally have to trim from the book. And they're always different. But if I read a book first, then I watch a movie, I'm usually so utterly disappointed I can no longer love the movie. So That's you... why I'm really excited to hear your three that actually made it onto this list as amazing movies that have, are based on books you've read. Right. So what is your number three? My number three choice is Romeo and Juliet. Now, which Romeo and Juliet are we talking about? Are we talking about Romeo plus Juliet? Or are we talking about the the older, we watched it in high school version? We are talking about Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. I don't know if that's the plus one or not. That is. It's got the plus sign. That's Romeo plus Juliet. I love this movie. And uh, I read the play as if it was a book. That was my very first incarnation with Romeo and Juliet. And so I think it counts. But I think this is one of the best Shakespeare adaptations that has ever been made. Really? Yeah. I, I often find that Shakespeare adaptations aren't well translated to screen. And I think that Baz Luhrmann created a spectacle with this movie. So, and not to jump ahead on your list, if it is on your list, but like... Much Ado About Nothing by Whedon is not as, you, you didn't like it as much as, or maybe you never read the play. Um, I, ha I actually, I did read the play, uh, although after the, I saw the movie. Yep, as you do. You know, I just don't think it was as cinematic as Romeo and Juliet. I don't think that Whedon created nearly as cool of a movie. Okay. That, well, that's very interesting. Romeo plus Juliet for me is, it's like a three and a half star movie for me. The way I remember it, I'd say it's a four to four and a half. Maybe it wow. needs to be a take too. You know what? Maybe it does. I It's been definitely a couple of years since I've watched it. So, uh, so that's possible. But my number one, you haven't even seen. I've told you to see it. I've told everybody to see it. Can I guess? You can guess. Paddington 2? <laughs> well, we'll start with Paddington because Paddington is based off the children's books, Paddington, that my mom, she used to read to me when I was a child. Uh, I loved the Paddington books when I was growing up. I guess my parents thought we were British because that is <laughs> the audience for these movies. The, the, the Paddington movies in Britain are gangbusters, ridiculously big. Uh, and here they're just kind of making a little splash. But Paddington, the first Paddington movie, 
you're not going to watch a movie where Nicole Kidman is having more fun than this movie. And then you've got the actual CGI bear, which mom, if you're listening, he is not scary. He is adorable. Don't tell me the bear is scary. And you didn't even give it a chance, mom. Wait a minute. She thought that the CGI bear looked scary? She decided that the bear was too scary and she didn't want to watch the movie. But she didn't get the point because the bear is ridiculously polite and he's wonderful. Paddington is wonderful. I'm not going to lie to you. I am going to watch Paddington 2 in this year. Um, I have a feeling Paddington 2 is the kind of movie I'm going to want to watch if I'm sick and it's going to make me feel better. So I'm yes, waiting. Yes, it until will. It will definitely do that. But you have to watch Paddington to get to get in deep with the Browns and then watch Paddington 2. It is the kind of movie. So it, it's got to be a double feature then when I'm sick this year Absolutely. Sometime. It's the kind of movie that... All family films today should try to aspire to. It's none of that bullshit that's like throwing in a pop song or trying to relate to everybody. No, grownups and adult uh, and children can both get stuff from this film. It's a wonderful message. He makes everybody's lives better just by being himself. It's a beautiful film. All right. Moving on to my number two choice. I'm very excited to switch the tone of our discussion here from a children's movie uh, to something a little bit more adult, however, featuring children. And it is Let the Right One In, the original Ooh. Swedish version. You um, read now, the book? In, like, did you read it in Swedish? No, obviously I did not. I do not speak <laughs> that language. Um, I, I read the book in English and adaptate uh, like a, a translation after reading, after watching this movie. And the reason why it's number two on this list is actually that the book is worse than the movie, and the ad like the movie adaptation elevates the book. I've got a couple of ones coming up that I I think do the same thing. And that was what I was really looking for out of my list. Like, what movie was better than the book? Exactly. And for me, Let the Right One In is better than the book. So my okay, number what's two. what's your number two? Well, my <laughs> number two is, uh, it's, it's a trilogy. It's a massive, epic scale of fantasy books. Uh, and, you know, I got to thank my mom for getting me into The Hobbit when I was young. My mom did all, like, the reading, I guess. Uh, you know, we did the Hobbit and then I moved on to the Lord of the Rings and then the Lord of the Rings movies. I, I can't just say one. I mean, I like them all for different things, but the whole thing, I can't just put on fellowship and be like, oh yeah, I just feel like fellowship. You got to keep going. You got to get to the end. And I've got extended Wait, editions. So I got to do like you'll 13 do hours. You'll do like... Nine to nine, 13 hours in a row of Yeah, I've got watching? the extended editions of everything. So it's like you just you just keep going, keep piling oh God, through. Just the theatrical versions were so long and drawn out. Whatever. The Lord of the Rings <laughs> is a masterpiece in filmmaking. It won the best picture for The Return of the King, but you knew that that Oscar was for the whole thing. Everybody, everybody who played any little part in one of those movies was getting a piece of that best picture Oscar. Uh, and I think it's better 
than J.R.R. Tolkien's books. I mean, his books are so rich, but there are times when they're dense. And I feel like the movie does a better job. It's so funny because I feel like the movies are dense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, there probably are a lot of people who would agree and say that they are very dense themselves. Uh, I don't see them that way. I see these lovely characters I like that have come off the pages to real life cast perfectly. And now I'm watching this, this beautiful series of films and it's great. I love it. I love it. I mean, they're impeccably made. Uh, I never, I did read The Hobbit, but but I did not read the um, Lord of the Rings books. And, uh, but I, I have to say, I don't know. N- none of them hit home with me, but I get it. They're impeccably made. They are masterpieces. Objectively, I can see that. Subjectively, it, I I just, I don't know. I'm I'm bored a little. I don't know. So what's your number one? My number one should not be a surprise for you. Can I guess? Uh, yeah, guess. The Harry Potter series. Nope. Uh, that is on my honorable mentions, actually. Uh, no, my number one best film adaptation of all time is Requiem for a Dream. Oh, yeah. So you read the book. Oh, yes. Uh, as soon as, I think it was the second time I watched the movie that I saw the note at the very end that said it was based on a book. And so I ran out and I bought the book. And I'm actually a huge fan of the author in general. He writes really depressing stuff. I mean, if you think that Requiem is depressing, read his other books. <laughs> Requiem is more is his more lighthearted option. <laughs> wow. I Wow. I would, I would think that Darren Aronofsky probably has read every single one of his books and is just like biding his time for each adaptation to come to him. The I love the story. So the the all the books were Hubert Selby Jr. the author. His books were actually re released uh, after the success of Requiem for a Dream. And so I ran out and grabbed all of them. Um, and I haven't read all of them, but I have all of them, and I've read a bunch of them. Um, and so the story of it is really cool. It is a producer that Aronofsky works with uh, came to him. And he had found this book randomly in a used bookstore and um, read it and was like, holy shit, you need to make this. So he goes over to Aronofsky's apartment. Aronofsky's about to go on vacation, literally to a beach. He was like, read this book. We're making this movie. I'm telling you, this is your next movie. We're making this movie. And Aronofsky was like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. I'll pack it. On his vacation, he decides to start reading the book. And when he came home... He called his friend purposely in the middle of the night just to say, you're right, we're making this movie. You ruined my vacation, by the way, but this is amazing and I cannot wait to make it. And I actually read it on vacation as well, which I think is so fun. It didn't ruin my vacation, but I did cry on a sunny beach (laughs) because this book moved me so much. Um, I don't think that in this case, the book or the movie is elevated beyond one another. Each have really fantastic and different qualities from each other and that both are equally amazing at the and at the top of their field. See, I would have said that about Ready Player One, but I know that that is not on your list. That is not on your honorable mentions. That is, a- yeah, anywhere. that's nowhere. The book's amazing. The movie is trash. All right. Uh, my number one is... Uh, It came to me right away. There was no doubt in my mind. And that's Jurassic Park. The book 
makes different choices that I don't think work. There's a lot of science-y gobbledygook that the movie gets really, really right. You understand about the mosquito. You don't need two chapters to talk about this crap. And I, I think Jurassic Park is the perfect adaptation from a book to a movie. And this is one of the cases where I read the book after I saw the movie because I love the movie so much. But yeah, I, I finished the book and I was disappointed by the book, but I still absolutely 100% in love with the movie. Interesting. Okay. I, I kind of like that. I like that each one has a different flavor. So we've got to make a list now. We do. And that means Requiem for a Dream has to be on it. Yes. I know you don't really love this movie. I don't know how, like, where, where what do was we your, place What was this? your number two again? Um, let the right one in. See, I would totally prefer that, but that's fine. Um, all right. So I, I would, so what do you think should be first? Requiem or Jurassic Park? I mean, I like Jurassic Park, the movie. I think it's a great movie. I think Requiem is more of a filmmaking masterpiece. However, Jurassic Park has CGI that holds up to this day. Yeah. Yeah, it does. There are robotics and, and, and special effects in that movie that, have not been topped yet. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But the story, as I feel like, the story of Requiem and also in particular the the fact that both the book and the movie, I think, hold equal weight versus... They're very different. Very different. And you have a movie that is better than the book. I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do. I, I have to say my vote is Requiem... But that's because I also think it's one of the best movies ever made. So it's hard for me to be objective here. All right. I'll give you Requiem at number one if we do Jurassic Park and then Lord of the Rings at number two and three. Okay. I'm cool with that. I'll give you that trade. That is an acceptable trade. (laughs) All right. Let's count this down. Number three. The Lord of the Rings trilogy. Number two. Jurassic Park. And the number one best Book adaptation is Requiem for a Dream. Uh, this was such a hard thing to do because we have had to read them. Yes. Like, it made me go, maybe I do need to read some of the the favorites I have. Like Silence of the Lambs would have been at the number one place, I think, on my list. But I've never read the book. Interesting. I love the movie, but I have zero desire to read that book. Right. So uh, some of my honorable mentions here uh, are they're all things that I haven't read yet. So I feel mine like is, I, a, is a bit of a mix. Like I have Harry Potter on mine, which I read. Yeah, I guess I could put um, Harry Potter on there, too, because I've read all the Harry Potters. I can't remember if I've read Misery or not. I went through like this tear of. Um, yeah, I definitely Stephen did not King. read Misery. And I'm not sure if I read that one or I think maybe I started. I don't know. <laughs> But that's on my list. So books for me that I have to read, I guess, are The Godfather. Oh my gosh, that sounds even more dense than than the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Children of Men. Uh, I'd like to read all of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. You know what? I really want to read that book. I have a feeling that that will... It's got a different ending. It has a different ending. Yeah. 
Huh. I don't know what it is, but I heard that he does not end up with Ramona Flowers at the end of the, the comic. Okay, interesting. V for Vendetta. Oh my gosh, I really want to read that too. Good call. But yeah, what's on your honorables? Uh, I have Clueless. I wasn't sure how that fared because even though it's an adaptation of Emma, I mean, it's like a modernization too. Misery, Fight Club, which I think I've started, but I haven't finished. Okay, um, Fight Club. That, yeah, Fight Club would be a good, an interesting kind of read as well. Because yeah. it's all going to be from the narrator's point of view, I guess. Exactly. Um, the Shining, which I realize is one of the like key books, movies that I love by Stephen King that I haven't read. But do um, you want to read it knowing how much the writer does not like the movie? It's got to be completely different. Doesn't matter. I mean... It'll bring new and different things to the story. And the Harry Potter series, which I obviously read and had to make my honorable mentions list of movies. And uh, Silver Linings Playbook, which I love, but I know you don't love that movie. Do not love that movie. Do not like that movie. I will never watch that movie again and keep the book away from me. <laughs> you know what? I never even thought about it until right now, but I, I'd like to read High Fidelity. Is that a, based on a book? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the same guy who wrote Fever Pitch and the same guy who wrote, um, oh, what's that other movie? About a Boy. Cool. I didn't realize that was an adaptation. I, I really do. I want to rewatch that movie. We got to put that on the list somewhere. We, we both like it. So no take two action on that. It'll just be like, hey, we want to watch this. That's correct. That Film seems freaks. selfish for the podcast. Yeah. Is there anything <laughs> wrong with that? <laughs> Unbeknownst to our listeners, I gave Jay some homework yesterday because I'm doing something pretty cool. In fact, I'm reading something really cool. It's a book called Super Better, and uh, it's by this lady who suffered a really bad concussion and was dealing with a lot of depression, and she's also a video game researcher. And so she married her love of games with a challenge that she needed to overcome in her life, and she realized you can reframe your own life to make it more like a game, which I know, Jay, you would love. I would love that. That is like my whole thing of life is that. So I've been really enjoying this book, and it includes a lot of quests. And so I shared a quest with you, Jay, and uh, I invite everyone in the uh, listening who's listening right now to, to sort of play along in their heads. I want you to sort of sh tell us and share with us your superhero dream team. It doesn't actually need to be superheroes. It can be any kind of hero, but you can't know them personally. And this is like the... Avengers that advise you or like people who inspire you. So, and it's the top five. So who are yours? Well, I'm going to have Captain America on my team. I think uh, somebody who is wise and from another period in time and who kind of fish out of water all the time and a little goofy in that way. Uh, you know, I like that. Grounded. He's great. Yeah, he does. Grounded. He keeps you grounded. Yeah. But then... If I'm grounded, I got to have a buddy who's got me like flying high, and that is uh, Van Wilder. Nice. <laughs> Getting you into a bit of trouble and making yes. sure life is fun. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, I worry about a lot of things. I'm not like, 
I'm not overly anxious, but I worry about things a lot. Uh, so I'm going to have Kumar Patel from the Harold and Kumar series. He's going to oh keep gosh. me steady. I really like that. That's so smart because he he does remind you to enjoy life a little bit. He does not worry about things. He Like you burn down your Christmas tree. It's like, dude, don't even worry about it. It's just a Christmas tree. Why are you freaking out? Like, yeah, I, I, I love it. So uh, and then you need a hero. I mean, I've got Captain America, Steve Rogers, but I, you need another hero. And that is uh, the myth of and maybe it's a myth or maybe it's not. I don't know. Because I'm terrible. But Moana. I'm going to have Moana nice. in my entourage. Uh, and she is going to be kind of the the uplifting spirit, the get it done person while looking out for other people. And then finally, I need kind of a jackass on my entourage. Everybody else, you know, they're really like nice people. But I want somebody who, who, who thinks smart. He gets it. But can... Kind of get away with being a dick, and that is Wallace Wells from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I love that list. That's a su- that's a great advisory board to your that's life. Right. I think so. You know, Wallace is there. He's you know making out with all the rest of them probably, but whatever. He's he's the gay best friend who he's got his own perspective on life as well. That's so cool. I I think you have a great uh ad- superhero advisory team. And what about um, yourself? What who is on yours? All right. Uh I'm going to start with the asshole on my squad. Uh and that's Peggy Bundy. I fucking love oh, Peggy Bundy. Oh yeah, you're a big Bundy. fan of Peggy. And but you know what it is? She doesn't give any fucks. She is who she is. She wants what she wants and that's the end of it. You know, like I really respect that about her. Plus she has super dope hair. Uh <laughs> You're the only one who sees Peggy Bundy as a role model. You know this, right? I do. I, I'm well aware of this. <laughs> My next one is uh, the Greek goddess Athena. She's the goddess of war and wisdom. And I learned recently in doing some research about her craft and craftiness. Really? Um, yeah. So I, I just think she's fucking awesome. First of all, she was birthed by a man, which I am all about. And also, she is wise. She's rational. She's not afraid to fight, but she doesn't go out to pick fights. She just stands up for what she believes in to the end. And I really respect that. And then I've got more of that internal, fuck the rest of the world, self-motivational guidance person in Nikola Tesla, Um, Wow. And he is super creative. He sees things that other people don't see. He doesn't care what people think. And frankly, he just wants to be alone and do some work. And I love that. I think he is awesome. And then to balance him out, I have Reese Witherspoon (laughs) on my list. Wow. Why Reese Witherspoon? I'm shocked. Like in a million years, you know, teenage me never would have thought this, but you know what? She's boss. Like she uh, is, I think, underrated. Like I think she's more talented than people give her credit for. Um, She's got an Oscar, so people do think she's talented. Okay, fair. But like she's always doing, you know, B movies and whatnot. Um, But now that she's kind of like come into herself in like in her 
I don't want to say middle age because I don't feel like she's middle age, but in her like mature years, um, she is like a producer powerhouse and she's like making a difference in the world. She just started a really cool new podcast called How It Is. She's been a big part of the Me Too movement. She stands for a lot of things and she isn't afraid to work hard to get it out there in the world. And I respect the shit out of that. Um, and then my last person is another like celebrity figure and it's Donald Glover. Okay. So the, the not the, the Troy or the Childish Gambino, like actually the, the him, not the characters he plays. Yeah. The, the actual Donald Glover, uh, and same reasons as Reese, to be honest. Um, I think it's pretty cool. I think from a performer perspective, he is so talented, um, he brings so much cool, uh, like, I don't know, quirkiness to every role he does. And then, um, but more than that, he's like an artist. He's a creator. He's a producer. He, and what, you know what I really like about him? He's not afraid to get political and to talk about shit that matters. And I think that you got to have someone on your team that reminds you that you have to stand for something. What does he stand for? I mean, the same things that you and I stand for. Ah. Equality. Um, the importance of making sure that minorities are not pushed into the background, that they have a platform, a voice, an identity, all that good stuff. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that, that does sound like a pretty good team, I must say. Like, I think you are, I think you're really going to get a lot accomplished with your team, whereas I am going to have a great party. No, I think your team is going to like bring a lot of happiness to your life. I like, agree. I think that you are, you're pretty, like you're one of those people, you do tend to worry about things and you tend to get mired into, into like the details or like you're always on time for stuff. I'm a little bit more out there and, um, and I think that, yeah, you're right. I wanted my team to help me like take over the world. And I yeah. think, uh, and I think I wanted, you wanted my team, team to, like, to just kind of like, you know, help me have a good time and not worry yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, a Captain America, he's going to make sure I do the right thing. So I don't have to worry about doing the right thing all the time. <laughs> I like it. Amazing. Let's drop some science. Mm. I've concocted a quiz for you, Jay. I know these quizzes, man. They keep popping up out of nowhere. I don't know what it is lately, but I'm really into like putting You're you in the hot happy. seat. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so, All right, so uh, what's this one about? So this one, um, I, I read this really cool article in IFL Science about commonly held health beliefs. And so oh. I thought I'd see, what is your health knowledge, Jay? So you were like, I'm going to go talk to the most unhealthy guy I know about his health beliefs. No, that is not true at all. <laughs> but She's I am curious. She's calling me fat, internet. She's calling me fat. Let's do this. Hey, this has nothing to do Let's with- Let's do this. Physical appearance. It just has to do with science. All right, so- I'm going to give you a series of questions. You're going to answer them, and I will tell you if you're right or wrong. Question number one. Vitamin supplements don't improve your health. True or false? True. Yes, you are absolutely correct. Yes, uh, you have the, to get those vitamins everywhere, not just in supplements. 
Exactly. I mean, if you have a severe deficiency, yes, vitamin supplements are going to help you. But the reality is for the average human, there has been no evidence to support that taking a pill every day is going to make you any healthier. You're better off to eat your fruits and veggies. I know this one because I asked my doctor to do a full write-up of what I needed and there was only two things I needed. Meanwhile, I had been taking a multivitamin for crap I did not need. Right, exactly. All right, number two. Is there any truth to saying beer before liquor, you've never been sicker, liquor before beer, you're in the clear? Okay, I've got to think about this one for a second because I'm thinking of me, but I should also think of other people that I know in my life. I'm going to say there is a little bit of truth to it because Alcohol affects everyone differently. Yeah, actually, that is the exact right answer. Um, It is sort of true, Um, but it's not actually because alcohol affects everyone differently, although that is true. Um, It's more that they've done studies and for some strange reason, mixed drinks Um, tend to spend more time in your digestive system, which means it really gets absorbed. And so when you have beer before liquor, you're now already having more time in your system to absorb more alcohol. And then the liquor added onto it actually creates a stronger effect of alcohol. That's why I tell everybody, just, just scotch and ice. Just scotch and ice, guys. (laughs) On the rocks. Do certain types of alcohol affect your behavior? For example, does getting drunk on whiskey make you more angry? Uh, Getting drunk on whiskey does not make me more angry, but I know that certain alcohol also affects people differently in their moods. For example, I don't drink wine because wine affects me in a totally different way than whiskey does, than beer does. So I don't drink red wine or wine in general. This one, I would say you are semi-right, but probably not in the way that you think. Okay. As a general rule, alcohol is alcohol is alcohol in your body. So it's actually been proven it's like a placebo effect. People do tend to, they think that a certain alcohol makes them a certain way and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where they become that way. That alcohol then affects their mood, but there's no scientific reason why that alcohol affects their mood that way. That said- So why can I have five scotches and be fine tomorrow, but if I have five red wines, I will throw up all over everything? Um- that could be a different thing. Like throw it, I think it, because you have to remember it's a mood thing. Like if alcohol Freaking made you tannins. angry versus whiskey makes you happy, that's an old wives tale. There's not really any truth to that. I see. So it's more your mood than your behavior. It. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that puking is a behavior. I would say it's, you know, something that happens. Like you are sick, therefore you puke. I see, I see. Will eating probiotics in food or supplements improve your gut health? I'm going to say yes. The jury is still out on this one. Okay, interesting. Probiotics, in theory, are really great for you. Um, 
And we do want to have microbiome and fermented product are good, but when you like, does it really help us in any way in the food that we're eating, the things that are commercially sold to us as being probiotic? Maybe not. Those might be all bullshit. And uh, a fun fact, fecal implants or transplants, I should say, are a much better way to improve your gut microbiome and improve your health. And the reason is your gut microbiome is really important. You want to have lots of bugs going on in there and living healthy lives. What? I know. I know. It's In your belly, you want bugs. Well, in your intestines. Yeah. You want bugs in your intestines. Yeah. What do you think probiotics are? I don't know. I thought it was the thing on the yogurt. Yeah. It's bugs. Active bacterial cultures inside the yogurt. Okay. All right. What else? Beer and coffee don't really dehydrate you, even though they're diuretics. True. Yes, that is absolutely true. Good job, Jay. Um, well, it's so much water. It's got. It, it, I mean, it's yes, it's a diuretic, but it's so much water that it couldn't really be dehydrating. Yes, if you had extreme amounts of these things and no other, you know, sustenance, you'd get dehydrated. But in any normal human quantity, you're not really getting that dehydrated. And the last question of this quiz. Should you consume dairy when you're sick with a cold? I I mean, it's not the first thing I would ever think of, so I'm going to say no. And that is not entirely true. Um, You can totally have as much dairy as you want. There's an old wives tale out there that uh, when you have a cold, it increases, dairy increases your mucus production. So it makes you more stuffed up. That's not true. You can have your ice cream if it makes you feel better when you're sick. Ooh, I have some ice cream right now. Maybe I'll go get some. Series Survival. Dun, dun, dun. The Series Survival prediction results continue. We have three more shows that we now know if they are renewed or canceled. And when we made our predictions... We're going to find out who scores the points in this round of series survival updates. All right, Jay, what's up first? This is very exciting. I'm very nervous. Last I'm year, ar- I was I'm so confident. Up. I'm winning. You're winning at this moment. What it, what's on the slate this week? All right. The first show we're going to talk about is The Good Doctor. And the you Good love Doctor, that show. I've seen it. All the way to the end. What a terrible season finale. Okay, Just I, I kind of quit halfway through the season. I loved it at first, and then it got, I don't know. I just, I, not that I hated it, I just stopped watching it. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I'm on The Resident now, and I'm on that bandwagon hard. So I, The Resident is now my my doctor show, out of all the doctor shows. And it's new. Um so I'm yeah. I'm on um Deception, which is not a doctor show. It's but it is a procedural, and fuck that show has got me. And it's like stupid. It's a stupid show, but I love it. It is a stupid show. I saw the first episode. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Actually, the first episode is by far the worst episode. It gets a lot better to episode two and three, 
and the characters win you over and it's just fun. Like it's stupid and it's fun, but I'm just so invested now in these two brothers. Okay. Well, we're talking about the good doctor and not deception. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the good doctor, I mean, this was a behemoth of a show. We saw the trailer and we said, yeah, that's going to be renewed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is going to be renewed. What's the status? Is it renewed? The status is absolutely it's renewed. We both score a point on that one, which is awesome. We'll tally up all of the final score by the end of this. But right now, in this update, we are tied. SEAL Team, second show with David Boreanaz. I mean, the man was on Bones forever. He was on Angel forever. We figured he was on Buffy for a while. Yeah, you just put him in a show, and it's gonna get renewed. And 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 that's what we both said when we predicted it. Now I watched the first episode, and it didn't grab me, and I didn't keep going. Me neither. What about you? At all? No, it was it was bad. But guess what? It grabbed the audiences of the world. Oh, it sure did. Oh, that (laughs) Borean ass! He grabbed him hard. (laughs) <laughs> and it is renewed for another season. So that is another double tie this round. Uh, and we are tied at two apiece. And the last one, the last one on our list this this episode is 10 Days in the Valley. This was about a Hollywood script writer and her script was coming true in real life. And it was a murder take. I don't know what the hell this was. Ivana, did you ever end up watching it? I did not. Uh, I I saw the trailer. I thought it looked really cool. Uh, it had Kira Sedwick, if I or said I don't know yep, how to say no, her name. No, you got her Sedgwick. Sedgwick, and uh, I thought you know she's been the head of a lot of procedural shows, and this is going to do well. That was my prediction, but I never watched it. Did you ever watch it? I did not want to watch it. I saw this and I said this looks like garbage sauce I think it'll be cancelled and uh, and so this will be our tiebreaker it was in fact cancelled oh. Oh. oh so what does that mean the score is after two updates that means I'm down two predictions so it's five to three is that what you're saying Yeah, you, that means you have five right and I have three right and you are beating my ass. 2018 is the year of Jay winning games. (laughs) I won that US versus Canada. I won the Kanye thing, the Kanye and Trump stuff. And now I'm going to win series survival and you are going to be my slave. I mean, not really, slave, because that's like super evil, and people don't own people. But you will but we're, be. We're going to do. We're yeah, it's true. I'm gonna have to do a thing. But you know what? You lost last year, and my. I'm gonna say we both pay up at the same time this year, because I still have to collect. Yeah, well, you know, I think there's a statute of limitations on that sucker. Well, you know what? As the rule maker of rules. <laughs> I'm going to say there's not. I'm still winning. I'm still winning. Hey, shut up. It's trailer trash. This week, we have two trailers that we are exploring. We found them on the IMDb. Uh, dose. And the, on the dose? The dose? Dose, like two. 
don't oh, know what I'm see. doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> You're crazy. It is not the dose. It's the kissing booth, which is the first movie that we're going to look at. It's a new teen movie coming to Netflix in the near future. And we both love teen movies. It sounds like it's based on some sort of book. Yep. A bestseller, no less. Which I have not at all heard of, but uh, you know, I'm not really a, up in my young adult fiction. Uh, you know, I, I love young adult fiction, but young adult rom-com fiction, not my thing. So we have The Kissing Booth, and The Kissing Booth is about two people, a guy and a girl, who grow up as friends ever since they were born, and they kind of have rules to making their friendship work, just like Ivana and I do. I win all the games, and she's a great loser. That is a rule of our friendship. Uh, I'm sorry. That seems to be a trend in 2018. <laughs> and the games are still out. We don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, so they have rules. And the biggest rule that they have together is she is not allowed to date his older brother, who is Babelicious. Right. Yep, he is super good looking, and the trailer gives away the whole plot, so it's not like we're spoiling anything. We are not spoiling a damn thing. Guess what, guys? They have a secret relationship. Yep. I wonder, and I wonder comedy, how this ends. And it's going to affect the friendship. It's it's super predictable, is it all I have to so say. It looks so bad. Okay, so it looks like, you know when you're in the mood for a bad movie and you're going to like love every minute of that bad movie? I don't know that feeling like you do. Yeah, I do. I, I, I know that feeling. you can look at any Netflix movie and go, yep, I'll watch that. No, that's not true. Not any Netflix movie. But I really like shitty comedy sometimes. Late at night when you just don't want to think, this looks like a grand old time. You're going to watch it once. You're never going to think about it again, but it's going to be super fun as you do it. I do appreciate that that is your thing. Like, I don't want to think, so I'll put on a shitty movie. I don't want to think, so I go to bed. <laughs> Late at night. When I don't want to think, I go to sleep. I'm like, let me stay up for a few more hours watching stuff. <laughs> All right, so that is our first trailer. Are you going to watch this? You're obviously going to watch this later. I'm totally going to watch this movie. And I, I even feel like I'm going to like it, like, Ugh, for what I it am, is. I'm going to avoid it like like the plague. Uh, all right, so we've got a second trailer this time around. We and do. it is a brand spanking new coming to theaters Robin Hood teaser trailer starring Taron Edgerton from Kingsman. I don't feel like this is a teaser. It's like a full-length two-minute trailer. But I'm with you on that. that. It does yeah. feel like a full trailer. Yeah. Um, what do you think? How, how do you feel about this movie? Do you want to see this movie? Because this is a blockbuster, and like that's kind of your jam. It is kind of my jam. Um, I don't want to see it. <gasps> what? I don't want to see any more Robin Hood until I'm like, 50. What? There hasn't been Robin Hood since like the early 90s, I want to say. That is not true. Ridley Scott did a Robin Hood very when? recently with Russell Crowe. Wasn't that in the 90s? That was Robin Hood. And that was like 2008. What? 
Yeah, I saw it with my mom. Okay, all right. Well, interesting. But this is different. This is Robin Hood as a superhero, not Robin Hood as. But we've a also fable. had the BBC show, which was great. We've had Kevin Costner's Robin Hood. We have Men in Tights. We have the Errol Flynn version, which if you haven't seen, mwah, doing that I've never thing even where heard you of it. where you put your finger to your thumb and you kiss and you mwah. It's so yeah, good. You're, you're pulling out your Italianness. It the Errol Flynn, the Adventures of Robin Hood. That's where that is at. Everybody should see it. That is Maid Marian and Robin Hood romance at its best. There's even the cartoon Robin Hood. We got a lot of Robin Hood. Don't you think? Okay. Um, I guess I haven't seen a lot of Robin Hood. So we even I had that cartoon show Rocket Robin Hood. It's I've a never future even, Robin Hood. Never even heard of that. I know. Um, I here's the thing. Men in Tights. I I watched that movie actually hilariously enough recently. It was on TV. It's so good. It's awesome. so fun. It's so fun. Um, honestly, I would take a Robin Hood comedy again. But like, could you even beat that one? The okay, here's but this the thing. is not that. This is a full on action movie. Yeah, this is a superhero movie. But instead of making a superhero, it's Robin Hood. And they're even treating him like a superhero where people don't know yeah. who he is. And they even give away the twist, which is that Taron Edgerton is both the bad guy and the Robin Hood. Seems like such a weird idea. Right. And then and Maid Marian tells him that she hates him until I, it looks like she finds out that he is Robin Hood and then she loves him. Here's the thing with this trailer. You know when they try to make those movies about like gods and Egypt and all that stuff? Gods of Egypt, that movie? Yeah, like that movie. And I'm not going to lie to you. I like that movie because it's like, again, you turn off your brain, you have fun. It's the middle of the night, whatever. But like... <laughs> but uh it's it's like mashing up that movie with wanting to be a Marvel superhero movie but not having the rights to Marvel superheroes. I mean just make the Hawkeye movie, guys. Well, they can't the the studio. I know, but why do they keep going back to this? There must be some licensing with the original Robin Hood story, whoever owns the rights, that they have to keep making them otherwise they lose it. Maybe, but I, I feel like Robin Hood is a public domain, and that's why they keep making him. Then give us something new. I mean, this is new for Robin Hood. I've never seen Robin Hood as a copy of a superhero that like we see over and over and over and over again. Yeah, um, I mean, we've never seen him do like a backflip and fire off a weapon in midair twice. Right. He is not... But do we need to? I don't know. My assessment of this movie is, you know what? I'm like totally done with superheroes for this moment. I'm going to see Black Panther soon, which I'm really excited about. But that's about it. Um, it's going to take a lot for me to watch superhero movies. Oh, and Deadpool. I mean, you can't. Deadpool's different and Ant-Man is different. But other than the exceptions that I'm listing without being... <laughs> that all come out this year. I, d I really don't think I'm going to see it in theaters, at least. And for me, like... I think I'm done with Robin Hood for a while. You know what? I got my hopes up when The Legend of Tarzan came out, and I was like, stuff that people don't know about me. I really like Tarzan. I like the Tarzan mythos. So when Legend of Tarzan came out, I was really excited that maybe there was something new about it. There was nothing new, and it was a bad movie. And I feel like 
I never have really been a Robin Hood guy, but I don't think there's going to be a lot of interesting that comes out of this new one. I'm I'm happy to admit if I am wrong, but I am not going to jump into line for this film. Are you going to watch these movies? Reach out to us on social media and let us know. So we kind of took a little bit of a break from our homework that we normally give you, but next week there will be. We're going to watch the pilot of the freeform show Siren. And Siren is kind of a, it's kind of like a mermaid show. And when they're in the water, they're predators. When they're on land, there's they're still kind of predators. Uh, and it's a different take on the whole splash idea of mermaids being these like, ooh, mythical, beautiful creatures. Um, and now they're kind of animals. And I I'm excited for it. Are you excited, Ivana? Yeah, I mean, I've seen uh, poster art for this that has been pretty interesting. Um, I think that the lure, like I, I got, like it reminded me a lot of the lure, which we watched um, not that long ago. And uh, I think mermaids are definitely making a big comeback. So it's kind of interesting. All right. So make sure that you watch the pilot of Siren for next week's episode. And that's our show. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in again next week. If you'd like to help us support the show, you can hop onto your favorite podcast service and subscribe. And if you really are feeling generous, give us a quick rating and a review. Our intro song comes from bensound.com and we encourage you to check out all of our show notes for more information about our music, our talented voice actors, and our sound effects. Jay and I love to hear from you, so we actually built this website. You can check it out, morethanmovies.net. But in case you hate websites, you can email us at hello at morethanmovies.net. And if you hate email, I mean, we've got Facebook slash more the movies podcast or catch either one of us on twitter directly i'm at jester j i'm at it's ivana thanks again for spending some time with us we'll be back again next week with an all new commercial free episode until next time friends do more and watch more <laughs>